This is the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. It's Friday, August 19th. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars podcast network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you download your pods. Of course, we love that feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin with the best of the press conferences this week at Jaguars training camp, starting with head coach Doug Peterson. My hat's off to Episcopal for allowing us to uh, you know, come out here and, and sort of invade their their space a little bit our uh, you know also to our grounds crew to you know to put these fields down and and really a lot of work and a lot of a lot of man hours went into you know getting getting us over here um you know from the from the buses every day to you know just the timing of everything and I uh, just can't say enough good things about this situation. The guys have really enjoyed it, kind of getting away from our building a little bit and getting outside here, and uh, it's been it's been really good, and and uh, we've been very fortunate to have this. You uh, uh, going to three four this year with, with this defense. Uh, over the course of your career, whether you were with the team the previous year or not, uh, what's been your feel as to how long it takes for a, any team, any defense, to adjust to a new system? You know, I, I just don't think it's just the defense. I think the offense. I think the quarterbacks. I think you know, timing and skill and all that can can take some time. You know, these are not. Um, even though this team has been built around the 34, um, there's some there's some nuances in it because you it really plays like a four down front, um, and and you're moving you're moving parts around. You know, you got. Trayvon and Josh, who stay left and right, they don't necessarily trade sides. You got your inside backers that kind of stay left and right, and and so you know, understanding formation. Some three, four teams will actually flip, flip those outside and inside guys, so they're always strong and weak. And you know, it, it has some consistency that way. But you know, that's the one thing about uh, our scheme here and what Mike has brought is that they can stay, they can stay on that one side and learn that one side. But again, they're you know. The tight end could be to them. Tight end could be away, and then there's some details of, of just where the where the front needs to be set, and then you know and obviously the run lanes and um, the run fits, and, and where the safeties insert, and you know so a lot of that takes time, um, with just the details and the practice of everything. Defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell hopes to get first round pick linebacker Devin Lloyd on the field soon. Right now we're just uh, listening to the training staff and letting him take care of his body and working through the injury and when he's back, he's back. But standing on the sideline, getting the mental reps, working with him in the film room is, it will, he'll be ready when it's time. So your expectation is he'll be ready to go by week one? Can't put a timeline on it, but we're hoping that he continues to progress and then the mental part of it and the physical part will take care of itself. What little steps have you seen from Trayvon Walker over the last few weeks, just his moves, development, everything? You see it uh, mainly in the run game right now. You see the physical part of it, him getting off blocks, setting blocks, and setting the edge for us. And then in the pass game, you see the talent. You see the toolbox start to expand. So he's uh, progressing. How is Tyson Campbell progressing for you? You look at him, uh, he's outside. He's really locked down for us right now. He's out there handling the techniques, uh, showing leadership skills in the back end. He's doing a great job. 
Could you ever travel him, or do you like in your scheme to keep guys kind of where they are? Really, it's a uh, game by game, week by week. If we need to, we can. But we feel comfortable on both sides with the guys we have, and we'll just uh, take care of each team weekly. Offensive coordinator Press Taylor has plenty of weapons to work with while crafting this new offense, including wide receiver Zay Jones. I feel like Zay's done that since he's been here. You know, when he came here, um, he was all in. He knows we were actually talking the other day about certain concepts. I asked him what he liked in certain things, and he said, I, I like this concept. I said, I haven't installed that concept yet. And he goes, I know when I got the playbook when I got here, I was reading through it all and saw this one, and I thought it was cool. And so he's, he's a guy that he's been all in since the day he got here. He's all in on building relationships. He's all in on competing in practice. He's all in and just maximizing his ability. And that's what we knew about him when we brought him in. That's He has not disappointed from that standpoint. He's got a lot of flexibility. You know, the other night we actually played him in the slot more than he has. We told him the day before, hey, Christian's not going to go. We're going to move you in here. He said, all right, great. He knew everything without missing a beat. The first play of the game, obviously, has an explosive when we put him back outside. Um, and the cool thing about that was that really wasn't a play. We had never repped that full speed. So that was just the, that's the beauty of preseason. You know, normally in a week, you'd get that play five, six, seven times, work it out. But we kind of just said, hey, we want to do this. They both, Trevor and Zay, were kind of like, well, we haven't really thrown that. And I'm like, well, let's get it in pregame. You don't have to run it, but I want to see the throw, and we'll call it good. And so they went out and were able to execute. And that, that's just kind of those two being on the same page, being able to work things out and trust in one another, that he's going to throw this ball where I need it to be, and he's going to be where I need to throw this. So. Have you been surprised by how quickly Zay and Trevor have sort of been able to develop that chemistry? Um, no, I don't think so, just because of the character who they are. They're, they're both great communicators. And again, I've mentioned that a couple times with some of the guys we brought in and the way they all communicate. Because again, no, nothing's going to replace the on-field reps they get together. But the way they communicate really kind of eats up that gap, I guess, of what they've been missing for on-field timing. Um, so they, they see this, they see things the same way. They communicate really well together and they've been able to kind of work together from that standpoint. The kicking battle has taken a turn. Elliot Fry was waived injured after last week's game, leaving Ryan Santoso as the lone kicker on the roster. Since the move, Santoso has had a near-perfect week of practice with field goals. Special teams coordinator Heath Farwell says it's still a process. You know, he's doing a really good job, uh, but the reality is, you know, every single one of these guys are competing against all these other rosters. So uh, we're going to keep uh, taking a look across the league. Uh, right now, he's our guy, and, and let's see what he does with it. You know, he's going to get a lot of opportunities today. He'll get all of them. He'll get all the kickoffs today, um, as well as on uh, uh, the, the preseason game this week. So we'll see what he, what he does with it. He's got elite leg strength. You know, that's hard to find across this league with, uh, with not only kickoffs, but field goals as well. So great leg strength. Um, you know, accuracy, um, you know, is, is improving. Uh, he's doing a good job for us. So we're happy where he's at. Um, and so, uh, let's, like I said, let's see where he goes with it. I think he's done some really, he's had a really good camp and, um, you know, he's put some good stuff on tape. And, uh, like I said, I love what Ryan, uh, what Elliot was doing. Uh, they had a great competition, but you know, unfortunately the situation is what it is. Um, but let's see what Ryan can do with it. 
Now to the quarterback. After a nice showing for the offense this past Friday against the Cleveland Browns and a good showing Monday night in the stadium at practice, the team came back to practice Wednesday and struggled against a Jaguars defense that was lighting it up on third and long. There were some interceptions, miscommunication, drops. After practice Wednesday, quarterback Trevor Lawrence discussed some of the reasons behind it and how to move forward. We were just talking about just so many different looks you see from our defense. It's, uh, it's really good for us because you see every look. So then when in, the, in the game, if they throw something at you that you didn't game plan for, you know we've already seen it on the practice field. So from that standpoint, it's great. But also, it can be tough when you get in these periods where you're working third and medium to long every play, and you're seeing every different type of pressure known to man. And um, you didn't really have, you can't game plan for it because they have everything in. So that's just honestly kudos to, to them for dialing it up today you know they got us on a few and um, just being able to watch that tape and all, all of us talk about it together how we're going to protect it what are our route adjustments and also protection wise like what would we rather be in versus certain looks so I mean the more you can get to that the better that's just going to help us but yeah it wasn't our sharpest day offensively but um, that's what I was just saying you got to really that's one thing I've learned is you got to be focused on the next day not worry about what what just happened what happened yesterday um, really focus on the next one we move to defense and another number one overall pick Outside linebacker Trayvon Walker, who spoke after Thursday's practice about focusing on one position this offseason and what he can improve. That was my main goal coming in, that all they wanted me to do was just focus on this one position. Once I get everything down, like the game, like the game of football, I already have that. So it, everything just comes along with knowing my one position. <laughs> Has there been anything maybe struggle with everyone talks about the transition how much faster it is is there this one thing that you're like man this is really hard and i gotta work harder at it um one thing for me i have to say my pad just playing with a good pad level like i'm a tall guy and uh sometimes once i do like a move or something make an inside move or whatever i'll be too high so i'm trying to get myself right with my pad level the full press conference is available on jaguars.com when the jaguars come roaring back to the bank will you be there with our new bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games of your choice starting at $46 per game. You'll get access to Jaguars and Daily's Place pre-sales, discounts on single game tickets, a dedicated account representative, and more bundle-exclusive perks. Lock in your seats at jaguars.com bundle or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli are back. Plus, a deeper look at the preparation for the preseason television broadcast. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JAGSCARD. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. You're probably doing that right now. It's a free subscription on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating. This past week, we returned to our full slate of shows on Jaguars.com and Jaguars Radio, starting, of course, with Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday and the return of Pro Football Hall of Fame left tackle Tony Baselli with CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco and a review of Hall of Fame Enshrinement Weekend. 
one of the best highlights for me was <laughs> I told the mayor, as you guys see his tweet, I told the mayor, I go, hey, look, Lenny, you know, it's all well and good and everything. But I'm the mayor of Jacksonville. So he took a picture with me and tweeted it out that he's with the mayor of Jacksonville. <laughs> I love it. But it was it was fun. It was it, fun. It was a great weekend. And, and, and for me, it's also really good. I hadn't been back since 95. You know, I hadn't been back since you guys played in the game. So for me, it's great to go back and see guys. And, and me and Frangie and, and Prosser and Hicken are sitting there and we're watching. It's like, like Prosser said at one point, he said, it's like these guys were all football cards that we, a lot of those guys were football cards we collected as kids, you know, and, and maybe I'm a little older than them, so maybe not so much for them. But I mean, it's incredible to see guys that you watch play in the seventies and sixties and, and guys come back. So it's, it was, it's a great weekend. Again, I probably wouldn't go back again until Fred or Tom gets in. Cause uh, it, you know, it's, it's just hard for me during camp to do it. But if those guys get in, I will be there 100% and both of them should and will get in. I think. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you heard me say it in the speech about both of them. I don't understand how Tom Coughlin is in a finalist this year. I don't know how that list came out and his name's not on it. It makes no sense to me. And I really hope, Fred gets to be in the top 15 this year so that his career can be properly debated. Because I think once it's, he's in that room and people who know football and that his case can be presented and people like Pete can have conversations throughout the month of January, I will do the same. Because if you turn on the tape and you look at his numbers, there's not many better that I've ever seen. And and so I hope I hope both of them get – in that room, and I hope both of their cases are debated sooner than later. One quick thing. I know you got to go to break. Um, it was amazing, JP. It wasn't even a week later, not a week later, or maybe exactly a week later. And he's already signed an autograph. It <laughs> <laughs> was unbelievable. Like he's piling them up. He's got him His schedule is not going to stop for the next – you know, for the rest of his life, if he wants to, but like certainly. Oh, I'm not. not I'm not stopping. Is, I mean, he I'm is. I'm not stopping, Pete. He's going wrong? through the Were city of Jacksonville. He think this past Saturday. Did you not go sign autographs at a signing? Yes or no? What'd you say? Did you go sign autographs Saturday? This yes, past I did. Saturday? Yes. Where'd you do it at? Uh, Showtime on Phillips Highway, a memorabilia well, store. Sponsors yeah. my segment with the Frangie Show. That's how I know that. Full circle. And and you were there. And how many people show? A lot of people show up. It was packed. It was crazy. That's great. That's awesome. And you know what? God bless you. I know what that <laughs> hey, means. he thanked the city of Jacksonville and, and like raised his family here and all this, but he's going to charge you a hundred dollars now for the autograph. Well, it's not that expensive. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not. Come on, let's be accurate about the price tag. It's a little heavy. <laughs> Jaguars Happy Hour Radio airs Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XL AM in Jacksonville, Jaguars.com, and the Jags' social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Also this week, the return of the live version of Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. The Jaguars' preseason television analyst explained the connection between Zay Jones and Trevor Lawrence. Let's continue on offense, Bucky. Zay Jones continues to impress... You know, the first play from scrimmage the other night was uh, Press Taylor said today they had not repped until the pregame warm-up, and they throw it in there, and it works out pretty well. And then, of course, on Monday night, he comes out and has a great practice in the stadium. 
and it's not really it shouldn't really be a surprise. This is what they expected, I think, when they signed him. But he's all in the playbook. He's all about it, and it, it's at least proving so far, Bucky, to be a great combination with Lawrence and, and Zay Jones. Great combination, and the reason why it works is because Zay Jones is a vet who's been around the block a few times. And when you have a young quarterback, you want to surround him with experience so that the quarterback can trust that when he lets the ball go, the intended receiver is going to get to that spot. So now when we look at this wide receiver core compared to last year, you have more experience, you have, I would say, more expertise in terms of more route runners that can create separation. So it's not a coincidence that not only has Trevor Lawrence developed on his own, but now he has a better supporting cast, and we're seeing a better, more efficient, more effective offense as a result. And without Christian Kirk in there last week, Bucky, I mean, you can move Zay Jones around. He could try those different spots of the offense. They worked him in the slot a good bit. They were outside on the first play, but that gives him some options. And, and that was the idea of this offense is to move receivers around. It was the idea of the offense to move it around, to do more things, to try and be a little more dynamic and complex, but to really keep it simple for the quarterback. So if we can think about this in simple terms, same concepts, different guys getting to those spots. So as Trevor Lawrence learns the concepts, he understands that I'm going to put a person in the flat, down the line, and deep down the field. I just don't know which guy is going to be there. And so what it does is it makes it tricky for the defense to hone in on a player, but for the quarterback, he knows he's run the same concept. I just got to throw to the ball to the open man. He's going to be at the spot where he's supposed to be. And then, of course, uh, you you move the quarterback on a play, roll him out. We saw that a lot last week. That that seems to be Trevor's kind of comfort area when he's on the move throwing. What, why is that? Well, one, he's an A-level athlete. He's a really good player on the move. He has big-time arm talent, and this is what he did in college. And so when you go back and look at how he played at Clemson, these are some of the things that he did very, very effectively. It is really smart for Doug Peterson to add this to the mix because what it does is it makes the quarterback comfortable. And if the quarterback is comfortable, he's going to be more effective, he's going to be more consistent, and the offense is going to move the chains. What we saw last week against the Browns, the first quarter was Trevor Lawrence in his comfort zone, and that's why the offense was really rolling. Huddle Up airs Wednesdays at 4 o'clock on the Jaguars social media channels and jaguars.com. And finally this week, Brent Martineau of Action Sports Jacks joined Ashwin Sullivan and Brian Sexton on Jags Drive Time. And they talked about the process of the preseason television production meetings with Jaguars players, including the quarterback. I want to hear the takeaways from the first week of doing that because that's a time where they can kind of let their guard now. They're not standing in front of a huge press conference and they can just talk. Well, a year ago, uh, we had uh, one in person with Trevor Lawrence. Remember that upstairs in the upper club? And I remember thinking, wow, I mean, this kid really is everything that they thought that they said he was. And when he walked in and sat down the other day, he still dazzled me with his, his understanding of the process of what we were trying to get done, of his understanding of the big picture of this franchise and, and where it is, and his ability to just sit back and go, I'm really excited to see Zay Jones. And to tell us why. And not give away anything, right? But to, you know, give us a storyline that we can work with. If you like him because of the player that he is, you would love him as a person. He's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love this part of the job. I love this part of August, being able to, on the sidelines, go to the production meetings. I always tell anybody that will listen, PR folks or anybody else in the building, like, I wish I could go to these every week. Right. right. Because you do learn a little bit something. It is a different setting away from the microphone. And uh, last week we had Josh Allen in. He was terrific, by the way. The energy of Josh Allen, what yeah. he's done to really embrace, I think, this city, this franchise, and this year, where there could be a lot of pressure on him. And I even said in the production meeting, I said, you look more free than I've ever 
never seen you. He's a good personality guy, as we all know, but he is like ready to go. Yeah. And to the point where you would buy a lot of stock on Josh Allen for what this year might look like. And then you said it about Trevor, and it doesn't surprise me, but even him, he's getting more comfortable around everyone here in Jacksonville. They didn't get that luxury last year for no. these new guys coming in with, with the r- rules and restrictions and COVID, and we're back to normal. And then there's Doug Peterson. And the biggest part of it, it is such a great hire because it's a perfect fit. Uh, forget about the football stuff. We all know this place, this building, this locker room, this city, I think needed Doug Peterson. And I think you feel that a lot of times off a microphone, but I think we felt that a little bit more in the production meetings too. It's, it's a terrific fit. He's fun. Um, yep. He knows what this is, this league is, and obviously that wasn't the case last year uh, when we were in those kind of meetings. I mean, he, look, he came into the league with Shula and Marino, and then he went to Holmgren and Favre in Green Bay, and then he connected with Andy Reid in Philly and went to Kansas City with him and then went to Philly himself. He has seen it. Big markets, historic markets, small markets. He understands what the situation is here. It was a great it was great to come in with Trevor Lawrence, but to come in with the owner building the practice facility, this is a great job, and he knows it, mm-hmm. and he's really excited about it, and that comes through. Jags drive time, 10 a.m. throughout the week on Jaguars.com and the Jaguars social media channels. Coming up Saturday, it's the preseason week two game, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The official kickoff time is seven minutes after 7 o'clock. Tickets are available at Jaguars.com tickets or by calling 904-633-2000. Watch the game on Fox 30 in Jacksonville or the Jaguars television network or listen on the Jaguars radio network on great stations throughout Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina. We're on air locally in Jacksonville at 4 o'clock with the Publix tailgate show on 1010XL and then at 6 o'clock it's network coverage with Countdown to Kickoff. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com on the podcast tab at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars podcast network. Enjoy the weekend and the game Saturday, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast, presented by TIAA Bank.